Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back to the 37th episode of Believe in K-Pop. We got a great guest today by the name of Alexis Oloyan. I realized that I pronounced it way wrong in the podcast. She was like, you just Americanized it? And I was like, I'm sorry. I was just, I've always been saying Adoyan, um, but it's Adoyan. Um, so I'm sorry, Alexis. Um, she and I have been friends for now almost a year. Oh my gosh. Um, so this is really exciting to be able to interview her as well. She's given me a lot of opportunities to go to a lot of concerts for free um, because she got the hookup with her. Um, just she's cool. She's sick. Um, you'll learn more about her. She's definitely an awesome journalist as well and knows a lot about K-pop. And um, I told her to tell me about her experiences. Um specifically meeting Super Junior. Um, she has a lot of stories um, with BTS, uh, GOT7, and then most recently uh, she did speak with BM on the phone and CLC uh, met in person um, when she went to go see Super Junior in Seoul. But also she is in that iconic picture um, of Super M at Capitol Records when they're about to like watch their, uh, right after or right when they're about to watch their uh, dropping music video. And I completely forgot to ask her about that because she got like a selfie with in anyway so all this stuff and i'm just like dang it emily you just suck sometimes so sorry alexis uh you're gonna have to come back on to tell us these stories okay maybe i need to have like an episode where it's like just tell us your idle interaction stories that'd be fun um so anyway yeah so i'm really excited about that um since last week i have not done anything uh k-pop related um i've just been little old me um just chugging along trying to do some cool things as usual hopefully they can come to fruition very soon um but thank you guys again for listening i am preparing to move to seoul very soon oh my gosh in january um if you know anybody or if you're gonna be out there and you're listening to this and you're like hey you want a buddy to hang with or you know to chill with hit me up you know where to find me at e-m-i-h-a-y-d-e-l and the dms hopefully you guys can enjoy this episode as much as i did and we'll see y'all next week enjoy the episode okay we have another special guest today um and i'm actually very surprised that i haven't had you on as a guest but i've thought about it since the very beginning of this podcast we have alexis adoyan on i hope i'm pronouncing your last name right Honestly, um, I say it in Spanish. I say it Oroyan, but I understand that not a lot of people can. So, Odoyan <laughs> is fine. No, no, but... I didn't say. Oh, God. Odoyan? <laughs> what did you say? Oroyan. Yeah. Odeon. But if you, say, if you say Hodoyan, like, that's fine. I was just like, Adoyan. Like, I definitely Americanized it or no, made it I, westernized. I've, I've heard much worse, though. Don't worry. Okay. But thank you for having me. I'm really excited. This is literally my 
favorite subject in the world. So, ah, isn't it our all of us who's listening yeah. and doing this? Um, <laughs> so, just to introduce you, um, and tell me if I leave anything out. Um, you are the co-founder of Cold Scene um, mm-hmm. with a K. Um, you are also a freelance writer for the OC Weekly, Teen Vogue, Remezcla, UPI. Idolator, and then as of uh, just in terms of just different things, Billboard, Title, Me Too, or We Are Me Too, um, LA Weekly, NBC, and MTV. You've interviewed the likes of Super Junior, who we'll be talking about today, as well as BTS, BM as a recent, CLC, um, and just a number of other um, people as well. I-, I have to ask, who has been like your coolest? interview that you oh and red velvet i'm like i'm and then i'm actually remembering that um we went to red velvet together we went to red velvet together and then you also took me to mxm yeah um that was like a while and every time i see them i think of like oh that was so fun i met them and now i see them in ab6 i'm like that's great um but yeah so we we uh and then we saw monster x together um at the teen choice awards oh yeah i was like yeah yeah that's true Yes. Yeah. We've gone to like a couple of different concerts, but I did Mm -hmm. reach out to you like last December to get you to come to like uh, one of the BTS Festa things. And then Mm -hmm. from there, I think we like met up for coffee or Bobo it was and like sat there and talked for like four hours. And like you taught me way, you taught me so much that I didn't know, especially about God7 and Super Junior. Um, But I have to ask, what is your favorite, what's been your favorite interview or like person that you've been able to like talk to because I know you've been able to talk to God7 and Super Junior mm-hmm. like two of your favorite groups it has to be as of recent CLC because oh, okay. you know like I haven't had the opportunity to talk to t- that many girl groups so you kind of but I have like helped some of my friends with their interviews with girl groups so I kind of expect something when I go into like a girl group interview you know with in terms of like the answers and that kind of thing and I think that when I went into CLC because I didn't know that much about them and I had this you know like pre like this preconception of like you know just like like oh they're probably just you know gonna give me superficial answers or something like that like I went in expecting that and no like I was completely just blown away like not even just because Soren is a fluent English speaker but just like all of them like they like first of all her their their manager was really cool like she basically told me like you can ask them whatever like it's fine and they were really open and you know like with some of my I posted my Q&A well my transcript of the interview on my Twitter because I thought that they're they're that I didn't get to do them justice because the outlet I write for, they're very newsy. So they don't let me, you know, like have, let's say fun (laughs) with the actual body of the article. So, so they were just like, like, it was really refreshing to me to see them that, you know, that they were actually giving me like their real opinions. And then like, it's not like to say that I attacked, you know, like their concepts, like their cute concepts or anything. But, you know, but I had questions about like what they, you know, um, thought about like cute concepts or like girl crush and just having them be like, like, no, like whether we do cute concept or we do girl crush like that's us that's it's about self-confidence and like the like my favorite quote was um she's the leader and she said something like 
like the the self-confidence doesn't come from the concept like we're able to do these various concepts because we have self-confidence and you know like the rest of the members were just like clapping and they were like yeah yeah and I was like oh wow you know so I came out of that interview being like like wow you know I have a newfound respect for CLC and I thought it was really cool so that's definitely my highlight interview of the year. Okay. I think the leader's name is Songyeon. 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 Mm-hmm. I hope I pronounced that correctly. But um, what about when you when you got the chance to interview Super Junior and GOT7, two of your favorite groups? Like when you got that chance, because I, I, like for me at least, I'm, I'm obviously way earlier in my like, uh, I guess, career in this. Hey, you've you interviewed NCT. I haven't interviewed <laughs> NCT 127, and they're like my third favorite group. So don't <laughs> put yourself down, okay? No, listen, I, I no, that was an amazing moment. I will tell you that. Um, but I, like in terms of like, and they're definitely a group I, I really like. Um, but it's like, like okay, I think the equivalent, like someone who I would love to interview like right now, mm-hmm. I, you know, I like BTS, but like, mm-hmm. you know, that's, way down the line when and you've interviewed bts so like yeah. you know uh but stray kids i would just love to oh. be able to talk to them one day but when it was like super junior like what was that like were you super nervous or were you just kind of like okay just be professional um super junior was just insane because <laughs> just overall like as a person I'm kind of like like I always I've always had anxiety so as I've I don't know I've learned to deal with or or whatever I'm kind of like I'm not gonna deal with the thing that makes me nervous or gives me anxiety until the moment that it happens you know because <laughs> I just don't because I'm like I don't have to deal with it right now like it's not happening right now I just know so I kind of like literally like Obviously, when I got the email and it was like, you're interviewing Super Junior, like I was super excited. But, you know, I'm a pessimist. So I was just like, like, no, like, I'm not going to believe that this is happening until it's happening. You know, like, mm, it's like mm-hmm. I don't want to get my hopes. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of like, I don't have that many superstitions, but I don't know. I think it's like a Latinx kind of thing that it's like, if you say it out loud, you jinx it. So oh, okay. it's kind of one of those. But it's like, I don't want to even think that it's real until it happens because I don't want to jinx it. So so what happened was that we actually got, um, so Tamar Herman, she writes for Billboard. Um, mm-hmm. We're friends. So I was staying with her and we were both doing it. We both had interviews scheduled. So we managed to, t- to talk to Leslie Grace's um um, publicist. So Leslie yeah. Grace is the girl who featured on Los Santos with them. Right. Mm-hmm. So we, so we were able to be like, so we're friends, <laughs> we're together. Can we just do it like at the same time, or not like at the same time, but you know, like schedule them like one after mm-hmm. the other, so it's easier. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh yeah, yeah, that's fine, whatever. And we went into it like really not. No, yeah, we went not knowing what to expect, and we didn't know where it was going to be held. They were just like, "Oh yeah, meet us at this time in Times Square." And we were like, "What do you mean?" And it's just like in Times Square, you know, like yeah, like and it was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, just meet us in Times Square in the in the red steps." And we were like, "Okay," so we went and we were just like waiting there, 
then we got the text and they're like, go meet us like in front of this hotel. And we get there and they're just like there in the sidewalk and they come up to, and honestly, like in my experience, maybe because I, uh, I was used to interviewing like newer groups, like more rookie groups who, you know, like maybe, I don't, I don't know, but it was just like a new experience of, you know, like just Shiwon coming up to us and be like, oh, hi, I'm Shiwon, like nice to meet you and like perfect English you know and like how was your day like thank you for me you know that kind of thing that, honestly that never happens like you walk into an idol interview and it's like until the moment that it's like go time like they don't they they are not checked in you know like that's happened to that happens to me a lot that they're just like they're just awkwardly staring or trying not to stare at you but yeah, with Super Juniors, like they were coming up to me and they were like, hi. And then it was just like really weird because there was just all this time that they just didn't know, like, I guess, management. So we were just there with them. So we were, so I was just like, you know, like, like, fuck it. So I started taking, selfies. might as well talk to yeah, them. And I started taking <laughs> selfies with them and everything. And then management was just like, like, oh, hey, do you mind doing the interviews in the van? And we were like, what it's like yeah like do you mind doing them in the van because we don't have like a space blah 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 and tomorrow and i just looked at each other and we're like like well yeah i mean what are we gonna say no and yeah tomorrow was like what if we get kidnapped and i'm like we're a we're not getting kidnapped and if we get kidnapped <laughs> by super junior would it be the worst thing in the world exactly exactly so i don't know i don't know if it was because we had that time before them or or I don't know, like, honestly, because people ask ask me this all the time, like, oh, like, when you interview groups you like, or you meet them, like, how, like, how do you, you know, like, separate, like, the fangirl from the professional, and honestly, like, it's not, like, something I have to, like, psych myself, or, like, tell myself, yeah, it just, it just comes on, you know, like, um, I didn't become a writer because I liked K-pop. I went to journalism school. I was a writer. I wanted to do this for a living since, you know, way back. So I don't know. Like, if I'm in that setting, like, I immediately, I'm just like, okay, let's get through these questions, you know, like, this conversation. I mean, on it, obviously, I was like, you know, you feel nerves, but it's more like excitement. More like mm-hmm. adrenaline, honestly. Like when I was there and I just had like Etook in front of my face just looking at me and I had to look him back and just be like nodding. Like if I like if I understand what he was saying, you know? And and honestly, like I, I just remember like when I was hearing back the the translation of what they were saying, like I just kept thinking like, you know, like like yeah, like the like I'm talking to like professionals you know people who have like a decade under their their belt like because just like the way that he took was just like you know like he was giving me metaphors he was giving me like it was just I was like wow like this man knows how to work it you know I was just like and I'm loving it I'm loving every second of it and yeah it was it was just amazing like not even because I'm a fan it's more like because like I'm a I'm a I'm a music writer and getting to talk to your favorite band it's like professionally like that's amazing and then because I got to do it 
because of this collaboration with Leslie Grace and this song that was amazing and it was great for, you know, it was because I am Latina. So, yeah. So it was just like, you know, it was just like a bomb of just, you know, like we walked out and I was just like, what did that just happen? You know, like what? So it was amazing. It was, it was honestly it was it's obvious like I've peaked as a K-pop fan as a K-pop writer like <laughs> nothing will top that honestly like that, that like that's it yeah I mean it was like your two worlds colliding you know and that was the perfect time because you were like yeah I mean like you could either do it in like a space where it's like super open or you could do it in this van and you're like so you're pretty like it's a pretty intimate space where you're like let's talk yeah well, this is my one of my favorite groups and here it is like your ultimate group and um when you were saying that, like, you know, I, like when your mind kind of goes like just into professional mode, I totally see what you're, what you're talking about. Um, all right. I feel I've only had it once when you had it like many times, but I feel like with the NCT interview, it was very much like, like I was like, yeah, well, this is Jaehyun like right there. Okay. <laughs> uh, but it was just like, it was just, I, I wasn't phased by it at least. That was probably the maybe it was because it was like a marrying of like at the same time it was like k-pop and baseball coming together that i was like it just felt so right that i wasn't that was i'm, I'm usually i usually get um not nerves before interviews but i get like i just get anxious so i don't want to because i don't want to trip over my mm. words or ask the wrong question but i was the most i've seriously never been so calm for an interview and all of my coworkers were like oh wait what like i wasn't expecting that i was expecting you to like freak out and i was like no guys i wasn't gonna do that i know how to yeah but I mean, speaking of, you said then it was like, um, you know, a group that had been around for pretty much a decade. They just passed their uh, 14th anniversary um, as a group, um, which has been a long 14 Mm -hmm. years of ups and downs in every sort of way. Um, How do you feel about, you know, now that the 14th anniversary has passed, they're all, quote unquote, back together out of the military um, as nine. Um, What are your thoughts on it now? on Super Junior now and where they go after Super Clap? Well, I mean, first of all, like, the fact that they're still together and, mm. like, they've never stopped, you know? Like, they've, like, it's been 10 years where the members have been in and out of the military and mm. they just, yeah, they've never stopped. They've managed to, like, you know, they're one, they're before, before them, like, there was there were like the 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 first group of its kind of like in terms of numbers you know like they were 13 members and you know they've all come and gone and they're still together they're still pulling, putting out music like i mean of course there have been groups that have like you know gone to the military and then come back and are still promoting like Xinhua, but they've had hiatuses you know and super junior yeah. they just yeah like they're the first of their kind that they've managed to just like keep the rotation interesting you know for fans for everything and just like even just the fact that you know as people that they still want to do this and they still want to keep working (laughs) with these guys that they've known like half of their lives you know like that's super impressive and um they've endured so much stuff like not even just like the controversies but you know they've they've you know many of them have had like life-threatening situations like you can almost die you know like um he chose still can't really dance 
and so it's just super impressive like as a fan I'm super proud of them but also like as a professional like it's just like their endurance and just like determination like it's 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 like amazing to watch and super the the new album time slip um I think because it's like like it was just like a few like a month or a few days I forget like short of their 14th anniversary and it was like their first um comeback with like you know the quote-unquote full ensemble um the album ref I reflects like I well to me the album reflects like their career you know because um hold on let me let me pull the album that I have like right here (laughs) So, um, Do you have the physical album? Yeah, of course. I okay. went to Korea and I bought them. <laughs> <laughs> of course I had to buy them. What do you mean? <laughs> so, um, like, Lo Siento and Otra Vez. Yeah. Like, they were they they were trying to, like, do something new, you know? Like, push the envelope. And that's fine. That's great. Like, Super Junior, like, they've they've always done that, you know? Like, throughout their career. Like, so so that was, that was really cool. But, you know, Time Slip, to some people, it, it was kind of like... Well, I I mean, it's more like I could see how people would be like, oh, like, how do you go from Lo Siento to, like, you know, Supercloth? But I mm-hmm. think that time slip, like, reflects their career. And I think it was kind of, like, a gift to fans. Like, even just the name time slip. Because um, mm. even, because I, okay, so when I went to Korea, I went because I went to the concerts. <laughs> right. Comebacks. So even just the whole concept for the concerts and for the album is just, like, like a throwback you know so they were you know pulling like these obscure b-sides from like 2005 you know and just like performing it so I feel like this era is just like a celebration and like a thank you to fans for like sticking around and yeah just thanking them for still being there you know so time slip like the crown like that's that's very reminiscent of like their their other song called superman which you know it's very representative of them and it's like where the last man standing kind of thing um thing comes from so and then super clap like that's a very suju song like that's super suju then like um like what is it show show is it sounds like you know like super junior has that you know like disneyland parade kind of sound too like that's that that they use for their concerts and like like miracle and like all of these songs and yeah and there's game that was that um they they also have like this funky side so that's that so it was just like they just you know like hit all the marks of like of like what they're good at and what they're known for and what they've done throughout their their career and and it was like yeah like thank you I I definitely felt like and I haven't listened to their entire discography but from listening um to mostly everything like in terms of like the titles of everything like it it seems like and one thing I realized um and people have pointed out is that like in Superclap it was kind of still the same their choreography is like they try to emphasize the minimal side of things so like they're doing like the little like the slight movements like from side to side for super clap and then obviously mm-hmm. there's the clap itself but then like it kind of goes back to like sorry sorry when they do like it's like very minimal but it's like you can but it, they are it's still powerful something. yeah exactly yeah um 
which I thought was really cool and they, that they kept through through this. Um, and you mentioned Heechel not being able to promote with the, or not actively doing it um, or performing with the group anymore. Um, in terms of with all the members that have just come and gone and, you know, the, where things like that have happened, um, would you say that it's, I want, I wouldn't, I don't want to know phrase it like, would you say it's hard to become attached to members or uh, rather than like saying like, is it, is it, has it been a trying time to be an elf when you've like had, you know, a member that you like Sungmin who you might've had as your bias. And now he's pretty much on an indefinite hiatus, you know? Um, or, you know, Henry at one point, like you might've liked him yeah. because of super, uh, super junior M like, you know, like how do you, being an elf and like having all these ups and downs, especially with the members coming in and out, like, what is that like to have to, you know, to, to deal with that as a fan, I guess. I mean, there's obviously a lot of frustration, especially mm. on the super junior M front because um, like international elf um, for the most part have always um, considered Henry and Shumi like part of Super Junior, um, like, and but that's not the case in Korea. Like mm. they've always emphasized that it's separate, that it's something else. So, yeah, it is. There's a like personally, I can say that it's frustrating. Like even when they would tour or something like that, and it's like, you know, some of my favorite Super Junior songs are the Super Junior M songs, and I never got gotten to see that you know and i'm never and i never will now because henry has already left sm and i mean it doesn't seem like they're gonna have like a super junior m comeback ever again so it is frustrating but you know (sighs) so so k elf has a lot of power Mm. and international elf not so much um i think that that's one of the things that was refreshing last year when they were like actively catering to Latin American elf because it's like um I don't even know if I should group myself with them (laughs) because Mm -hmm. like I'm not actually in Latin America but you know like Latin American elf have been there you know from the from the jump and they've always been like a strong like fan base for them and you know like all these years later they were finally you know they got like a little bit back you know so that was really cool to see um with like the core the core um um lineup so i became a fan in like by the end of 2011 so by that time kibum was already out hankyung was already out so i never got to you know like develop like an attachment to them because mm-hmm. they were already out like obviously like i'm always like oh yeah super junior members but I never had like an attachment to them, and then mm-hmm. Kangin, Kangin was in, was in the military or in hiatus at that point. I remember, but they were back to back. So yeah. Um, so when he came back in 2012, like obviously I got to you know, well, quote unquote, I got to know him, mm-hmm. and his situation, like it was fucked up. But the first the first time around, it was like, okay, it was your first time that you you did like drunk driving and he like had a hiatus and he went to the military and then he came back and he didn't like he didn't 
come back and immediately start promoting with a group granted they weren't promoting at the time but you know he went on like unicef trips and he was like you know like he was helping and doing charity work for a minute there and then he came back and like if you go back and see like the the stages of like sexy free and single like when Kangin starts singing, like everyone is just like screaming for him Ooh. because people were really excited, you know, because it was because back then it was like he was forgiven. People were glad that he was back, you know. So then the years went by and he had two more um, um, drunk, drunk driving incidents. And on a personal note, like, like I understand why um fans and like the public didn't want him back and because it wasn't like his first the first time he was doing it like i personally wasn't gonna drop him because of that but i understand but i understand why they like other people wouldn't forgive that of him so i would never judge that it's just like on a personal level i'd be like yeah you know i would take him back Mm. but i don't judge other people being like like no that's wrong he shouldn't be in the group because at the end of the day you're they're idols and you know like unfortunately that's the definition like people look up to you you have to be squeaky clean and i'm not in you know like it's not my place to say whether that's right or wrong you know so it's like i would have forgiven him the public kl didn't and they wanted him out so that's fine you know sungmin sungmin is I mean, I want Sung him, Sung Min back. I mean, it's great that they just announced that he's gonna have like his first solo release. I don't know how that's gonna go. I honestly hope that it does well, and then that eventually, maybe it's the next, yeah, that he can come back. I don't know. Like, it's just, I don't know. Like, people are are mad at him because they say that it came out of the blue, and then like the members. W- on record said that that even they were caught by surprise and they they didn't know but like i've seen pictures from his wedding like you know like the like the professional pictures at the take and yeah. you know, like he chill and she won and i don't remember who else are in them with him and so you know it's like i don't know i want to see him back like i don't think i obviously don't think that a member married getting married and like you know how like they are all in their 30s some has to be like 35 36 i don't remember i don't i can't remember off the top of my head but he has to be in his mid-30s so it's like why not why not let him get married right so it's just like yeah being an elf comes with a lot of frustration especially being international because k elf have actual power <laughs> like <laughs> like like they're they're they have i don't quote me on this but but they are either like shareholders or they have stocks or what or something like that but they're in like, the sj label or in sm entertainment in sj label i not as i think sm entertainment oh but anyway so like label sj sorry like, you know like they were in like a meet when when the when the when they were trying to decide if they were gonna like bring Sungmin back and they were like, no, we don't want him. It was like, okay, no. You know, um, when there were members who would like say that like Henry and like, you know, like 
they would like make sure and like go after them that they would say that they're like super junior m like they're not super junior they're super junior m you know mm. like separate so it's like they have actual power so it comes with a lot of frustration but like yeah that's just the way that it's always been so you just go with it right that's interesting you say that like <laughs> that chaos as has like actual power um and when you i think you were when you were talking about sungmin and how people got mad about that but then like taeyang from big bang like gets married and no one really like bats an eye it's like an interesting dynamic and how both of those like happen at you know like and it's like i guess it depends on the fan base maybe or yeah. maybe the time of timing of it all i think it's Honestly, I think it's just based on the fandoms because I've always said that it is my opinion that KL are like very righteous. <laughs> because like, <laughs> like, you know, like all the the like the controversies that they have, like honestly, like it's always like number one, it's always elf going after them. Like they're their worst critics, I would say. Like it's always first them. You know, with a lot of groups, you will have like the public. Who like you know like will not be I don't know won't agree with something that that a, an idol does and it's the phantom protecting him right and with with <laughs> with Super Junior it's like it's always Elf the ones where like you know that's wrong so so with with VIPs I mean there's I don't know maybe because. I mean, you name it, Big Bang has done it, right? And they've stuck with them through everything. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. I think they're like on polar extremes, <laughs> VIPs and Elf and everything in between. Ah, uh, I see. I see. Both have gone through a lot, but in different, different, well, sort of different ways. Um, and then, so you mentioned also the Elf fan base is pretty big in South America or Latin America. Why do you think that is like out of like and like has in the past has super junior like put a lot of emphasis i know they've had tours there but like and what other ways have they put emphasis on latin america i don't i don't have like a definite answer mm -hmm. for that um but what i thought it was really interesting was that oh, i don't know if i still have it but a few months ago i saw that like like some organization made like a study or something and they were you probably saw it that they were saying like which group which group was the most popular in like a, um, by regions in the world and like mm -hmm. obviously bts was in like in north america and like some parts of of europe but like like latin america was just super junior and you could see like in the replies that people were like oh like i'm not even an army but like no one knows super junior it's only bts you know that kind of thing but but no you know like even when i talk to to super junior and i ask them about specifically like latin american um fans and like Etuk said it, he was like, Latin American fans have been there since like day one. And what's day one, 2005, you know, because um, I think it was a COCA, a COCA study that I read a few years ago. But anyway, so um, in in America, like a few, I don't, it's probably changed since then, obviously. But like as early as 2014, like the study said that fans in America um, got into K-pop 
either because of YouTube or because of a friend's recommend recommendation. Mm-hmm. And Latin America, it was through K dramas. A lot of people in Latin America got into K-pop because of K dramas, because of the OSTs, because of the idols were were um, you know in these K dramas. Because in Latin America there is that like telenovela, um, you know, like that they yeah like like they they watch a lot of telenovelas, and also they like different countries in Latin America had like contracts with Korea, you know, like that they would exchange um, um, like culture like soft power so a lot of um tv companies in latin america would have contracts with like different korean um, broadcasting companies and they would show the the k-dramas and like normal normal tv like it wasn't even like oh like bootleg on youtube like it was like on their tvs so so i don't know like i really don't know why super junior but like I don't know, like maybe I don't. I don't know. I th- because honestly, what drew me into into um, Super Junior was just like, I mean, granted it was like 2011, but it was still like the drama of it, you know, like the theatrics of it. And mm. I feel like, yeah, like in Latin America, we're kind of drawn to like you know, like the spectacle of it, sure. you know? And like, whereas in America, you know, like we want the singer songwriter, we want the, like <laughs> the do it all, you know? And in, and in Latin America is just like, put on a great show, like energy yeah. for me. And, and that's, that's what super junior are. They're like amazing entertainers. And, and there's like 10 of them. So like, what else can you ask for? You know, it's interesting you talk about them being entertainers. I think they all have, I mean, like you said, even when, like, when you interacted with them, like, it was just, like, they exuded professionalism and, like, Mm -hmm. just, they were just seniors and how they knew, they just knew how to, you know, they've been around for so long that they know how to just act in every situation and properly and comfortably. Um, I was watching, um, you know how YouTube has started there, one of the YouTube originals, they're doing the analog trip between couple of the tvxq and then obviously super junior members mm-hmm. um and i realized like that while watching it like it's 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 a cute little thing i like it and i also like the fact that it's free so far um mm-hmm. but have oh wait have you been watching it yeah i'm yeah <laughs> i've also only watched the free the free ones because i don't oh. have youtube red yeah but but yeah oh my god i've been waiting for that i i love it before i crack up every freaking episode they're so short i i wish this was like an hour an hour long uh, but they're good and they're digestible and mm-hmm. i think one of the things i noticed and this is kind of a question that i've had the whole time but i didn't really know how to like how like ask it but like with like Shindong, like and um, like he seems like the type. He's also like I mean he's good at variety shows kind of thing. And at one point, I was reading an article. They were like, it seems like he's the type that says all publicity is good publicity. It doesn't matter what it is. Um, and one of the things that also people seem to like do during the shows, they like make fun of his not make fun of his appearance, but like it's always like a running joke. Yeah, and how I just want to know like how is that dynamic like because I don't think I've ever seen like an idol that's like not a size zero and like you know really skinny kind of thing and like you know to see him there like what is do you like how how would you describe like what the I guess the reasoning behind going against the grain with him 
Well, um, but also using it as like a poking, like like people like poke fun at it a little bit. Yeah. So with Shindong, the thing is that um, when Super Junior was put together, like a, it wasn't supposed to be like a permanent group. Like when they when they first came out, they were called Super Junior Zero Five. Because they were gonna, it was gonna be like a rotation kind of thing. Mm. Like they would change um, members every year. And the thing is that um, Super Junior, um, the members are basically mostly all like TVXQ rejects, like the ones that didn't make right. it into TVXQ. And then they had like all these, all these um, trainees like left over, kind of. So. They were like, okay, Super Junior 05, and we're just going to keep, you know, switching them out. And then it was like, oh, wait, no, people actually like them. So we're going to add Qian, and this is going to be like a set unit. So that's like, so that's, so that is also like why people are like, you know, like Super Junior, like since the start and through everything that they've gone through, like they've never they weren't ever meant to last you know and they have for 14 years so that's just like you know it's amazing mind-blowing but with Shindong um he got into SM because he was a good dancer um so I think that I mean this is just speculation like I don't know maybe they thought like like okay we'll have him a year and then he'll go away and but because he's also really funny he's really he's always been really good in variety so you know i think i mean i i also it's not my place to talk about you know like like the beauty standards in korea and you know like fat shaming and all of that um i don't know because it is like Every time you watch a show with Shindong, like someone is going to be making a joke out of yeah. this weight or even he like he like, like I don't know how that works, but also he's a guy. So that's also like another thing. Like it's not the same as like having a, a, a dude who's like, you know, chubby or whatever in the group, like as a girl, you know, like how we saw it with like the um, the pristine member who was just yeah, like, Kylo. You know, yeah. yeah, which was horrible how she was treated. Mm. But also like with Shindong, like he's you know he's problematic. Um, like I'm not gonna defend him because it's indefensible. But he's like been like he's had several um occasions where he's been on shows and he'll like fashion women or say you know like oh it's okay for me to be like like fat but a girl can't you know that kind of thing like don't take my words like verbatim but but that's the gist of it like he's been on the record saying stuff like that so it's kind of like because of that like i'm not gonna like as you know like personally i'm not gonna say like oh don't fat shame shindong because it's like you know it's just like how society works like like it's not even just a korea thing it's just like everywhere in the world like a guy like it's fine if he's fat A, a girl can't be fat you know, and if it's entertainment, like that's even, you know, worse. So, so yeah. So, I mean, I think that for like as a person, like every time I watch a show and they're talking about his weight or like, you know, like it's the 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 joke of it. Like even in analog, yeah. Trip, when they're like, oh, like he's always eating, or he said he didn't want to eat, but then he ate it. Like they're always talking yeah. about that. So like 
as just like me personally I'm kind of like eye roll and just like really like you don't have another joke but like but it's also like no but you're also like kind of a douchebag so yeah Uh, I see (laughs) you know that kind of thing so yeah I mean but yeah he also makes fun of it and I'm really not the person to say like how someone would internalize that kind of scrutiny but I imagine that there has to be some kind of thing where he's just like yeah I'm just gonna fucking own it and I'm gonna be the butt of the joke like I'm gonna be the one telling the jokes you know that kind of thing and he owns it like like it's very like it's very smooth like he's like oh yeah haha I'm fat and then we continue you know like it's not something like it's fixated but it's not but like for a moment and then it's like okay move on okay you um and it's interesting like i was watching it was like an episode uh of happy together like way back um and it was like amber and henry were on it and um it was like the it was like a brother it was like a sibling kind of episode like so they were like oh you guys are siblings whatever kind of thing and they were talking about how henry is like a super uh, you know womanizing kind of guy and he was like every, every woman's beautiful and i forget her name she's a part of celeb five but she and she's like an mbc host she's like short um, oh the one that's does, in every show exactly I, yeah her. i know though yeah i know exactly who you mean but i don't, I don't remember her name but Right. Yeah. And she's like in everything. So she, she was like on that show and like, he's like, yeah, every woman's beautiful. And then either she goes, what about me? Or someone else was like, what about her? And he turns and he's like, you're beautiful too. And he's like, she's like, what's beautiful about me? He goes, your heart. And everyone was like, oh, well, like, can you say something else? And he's like, your soul. And I was like, and like, I'm watching this and I'm like, oh, can you guys like stop? Like, this is just so... God, like I can't, and so I—it's weird, like that—that that humor where they're like, you know, where it's like, it, you know, it's like they're poking fun, hmm, you know, you deal with it, kind of thing, which mm-hmm. is just so. I guess after a certain point, you just do if you're in that position. But like at the same time, it's like I don't know, like I think she's pretty. I don't know, it's just weird. It's an interesting thing to think about, and how if they were to do that over here, it'd be like a, whoa, what the heck? Why are you doing that? Like you know, that's um, just like. A cultural thing right like it's not i mean granted yes henry has that um you know like that character like the womanizer yeah like he's just like you'll find him in every show just like being a cheese head <laughs> super corny like that's his character yeah. like that's his character you know he'll he'll flirt with everyone like he does not give a fuck like that's he's just like i'm not a super junior i'm a super junior m like i can do whatever the fuck i want so exactly but like but yeah like that's not you know exclusive to like super junior members or anything like that like mm-hmm. that's just mm-hmm. the culture because you'll see it everywhere you know like that fixation with like looks and yeah once again that's not my place to critique but, i feel you yeah but, but yeah it happens and i think that as a foreigner like yeah like um like i agree like if that wouldn't happen here and if it would happen like um yeah like people would just like be um mad but you know i don't know like it's just perfectly normal over there to just like comment on your appearance and um you know like they say that it doesn't come that it doesn't always come from a bad place i don't know i don't know it's just like it's just one of those cultural things that you're just like okay not my i see 
Right. And actually, I didn't ask you, uh, do you, who's your bias? I know you've told me this before, but who's your bias in Super Junior? Uh, it's Kyuhyun. That's why I, I went to Korea because he finally came back for the military. <laughs> so I needed to see him on stage because I hadn't seen him since like 2015. So, Do you think they're going to go on a world tour? They have to. They have to. Um, I think next year. Um, okay. Yeah, they they have to. It's like the first time that the whole um, right ensemble is back. They, ha- I mean, they always they've been doing a world tour probably since like su- since like um, Super Show Five, I think. Mm. Um, they always come to to Latin America, not to the U.S. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I I'm I'm excited. I think they they will. Or at least they'll just have like a bunch of more shows in, t- in in like Southeast Asia and Asia. If you had to predict if they come to LA, where do you think they would perform? <sighs> LA. I I'm honestly I'm not that hopeful that they would come to LA. Um you know, it's weird because whenever they do come to like Hakon or um ktmf like you always see their fans show up especially because they have those kind of asian fans that will travel to see them everywhere so it's just you know like i remember cake on 2000 was it 2015 yeah it has to be 2015 you know, like I was there in the pit and it was literally like all elves, like everyone had a blue light. And so that's kind of, so in that moment, like I was kind of like, like they have fans, why don't they come? But then, you know, also like I think back to like 2012 where TBXQ had their own show and they didn't sell that out. And so, so I don't, I don't know. I, I guess I'm a pessimist, but that one. Um, I think honestly, I think that they could sell, you know, like the Microsoft Theater, but because of their show, they need an arena. But then this is the thing, because when I went to see Taeyang, um, like it was at the at the Wiltern, like that that was an arena show, and they just like compressed it and put it on the Wiltern, but it was still really cool because you were getting like, you know, like a, I don't know. An, like this amazing show in like a small venue so i do think that super junior would be able to sell out something like the microsoft theater i don't know if you know like the forum i don't know about that because you know i'm i don't sorry i don't think so but but the microsoft theater yeah because it is la people you would travel for that um, like even from like Mexico, like northern Mexico or just like any state around here. Like I really do think that people would travel to see Super Junior. I don't know if FM and SJ label would be yeah. willing to like scale it down to put on a show in like right. a non-arena. Like I don't know. Like I obviously would yeah. love to see it. You know, I've only seen Super Junior in like, a, you know, like this really big venues and have to pay a lot of money to be up close so it would be nice to see them in like a smaller setting but i don't i don't know i don't know what about uh pasadena convention center do you mm-hmm. think that would be too that would be too small or is i don't know if it's the same size as, as microsoft microsoft is definitely bigger um, bigger okay yeah I don't, oh it sure is yeah because they host award shows there yeah, yeah. 
Oh, okay, yeah. Because I'm thinking about it like Red Velvet, well, Red Velvet, Got Seven. But then that's, I feel like that would be a knock to Super Junior to put them there where a bunch of like third gen, fourth gen groups have like recently performed, you know? Yeah. So I, I see, I see like, yeah, like Microsoft Theater would be, or what about the, do you think the Nobo would be too small or too? Yeah, the Nobo is like where, once bit, again, like it's, the Nobo is like, I think I wrote it in like a day six, um, art, um, review that it's like, the Nobo is like a rite of passage for like, uh. like rookie groups. Like once you made it into the Nobo, that means like you have a substantial fan base in LA. You know, like so. No, no, the Nobo. No, no, so small. (laughs) For I mean, I would kill. I would pay top dollar to see Super Junior at the Nobo. Like that would be up close. Well, honestly, maybe not because it's GA, and I hate GA. But (laughs) but I would enjoy it for them. But I'd be camping out for them. I don't know about that. But I would. I don't know. I would go. You'd find your way in. Yeah, for sure. I, I, you know, I hope they, I would like to see them. I would like to see like an, uh, like I can't, I mean, shiny isn't obviously also last question. Actually, now I think about it, I meant to um, put this in my question, but I was wondering between like, um, between shiny and, you know, like, well, so like TVXQ and, and, and super junior are on this analog trip together. Are shiny and super junior close as they're like the, brother groups like the next one after you know yeah i mean for example um i don't know if you saw this but um kyuhyun was on king of mass singer and mm-hmm, his last mm-hmm. stages were were Hyun songs like yeah, um yeah and he talked about like you know how he did it as a tribute to him and how he yeah. because kyuhyun came like he was added into the group later and he only yeah. trained like for a few months before that. So he was saying that he was really close to Jonghyun and also, um, you know, yeah. they, they promoted together with SM the ballad and Jonghyun was closer to his age than like many of the, like half, like half of the, of the super junior um, members. Plus he, he mm-hmm. was older than him. So he was really close to, to Jonghyun and um for example there's this thing that well well there's this thing that like Mino um Donghae and Amber from FX that they were like 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 the Dino Club or something like that because they they have similar faces and they look like dinosaurs or something like that <laughs> Wait, yeah what? it was like a whole thing <laughs> and then they have like a running joke that like that like FX is that sometimes they they confuse Amber with Donghae and that kind of thing, but <laughs> but yeah. So and then and then I forgot the year, but when Inhyuk and and Donghae were promoting Opa Opa, like they had a few stages mm-hmm. where Minho was in there because they were bringing people and he was in there. So yeah, I mean they're, they definitely are yeah. Close. Plus uh-huh. they're like you know like the seniors, the Hyungs to them. So yeah. Right. And then, um, what's his face? Inhyuk was had um, what what was the name of the show? I am dancer. I am the dancer. Um, and Taemin was in there, and so yeah, like, I mean, 
I don't, I can't say, you know, like, oh my God, they're super close. But oh, duh, 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 duh. The Q line. <laughs> There's this like club called like the Q line. And it's like headed by Q, like Q Hyun and T, uh, TVXQ Changmin is in there. And, but also Mino from Shiny. They're like best friends. Yeah, duh. That's dumb. I forgot about that. Also, like, Oh, I see that. They're, they're like yeah. um, Mino brought Suho from EXO, and then they they all went and did the, um, the oh, I forgot the name, but they did a show traveling India or something like that. But yeah, oh, they're like show. actual yeah. friends, like Changmin, Kyuhyun, Mino, like Sunkyu from Infinite, and um, I forgot who else. But yeah, the Q line. I'm gonna have to look <laughs> that up. Okay, that's good to know. That's good to know. The Q yeah. line. Interesting. I think that's interesting. I feel like you've taught me a bunch um, this episode that I had no, I was like, oh, I'm going to, like, I know she's going to teach me stuff, but I'm like, oh, shoot, there's a lot I did not know. But so thank you for, for educating me once again and, and indulging me once more um, as you've done it in the past, Alexis. Um, but for the last part, can you tell people where they can find you and your works? Because I saw you post stuff. Um, well, it's in your bio, I guess, but you have your con- contently. Yeah page it's linked in my twitter but my you know, my contently page is just alexis oyan oyan it's h-o-d-o-y-a-n dot contently dot com and i post everything i've written in there um you can find me on twitter and instagram it's at h-o-e underscore d-o-y-a-n and yeah i mean there's a link there to my contently and i always post um my my articles and then as of late I've been posting a lot of like outtakes from my interviews and because I've noticed that fans really like that so I've been doing a lot of that and that's about it nice thank you I always whenever I see your when I first saw your Twitter and Instagram handle I was like is it supposed to be pronounced oh <laughs> Oh, that's just me being cheeky. I see. I see. Well, it works well. But thank you again for taking the time out to do this. And if you guys want, you can at me at E-M-I-H-A-Y-D-E-L if you want to suggest some topics um, or if you want to become a part of the Discord that we have on the site as well. I can give you that link. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Alexis. And we will see y'all next week. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.